0: for episode nine of the garbage disposal podcast that's right episode nine not episode eight yeah um some stuff went down in episode eight we lost one of our we lost our producer yeah He's yeah. he's nowhere to be found. He's nowhere to be found. And, Barry's um, still here. He's just not here this week. But our producer, uh, Stephen, is no longer with us. Stephen. What's his last name Bishop. again? Stephen Bishop. Yeah, Stephen Bishop ruined the
1: eighth episode. The eighth
0: episode, he went on a political tirade, pretty similar to Kanye West, and then left the room uh, and took all the footage with him. And so
1: yeah so that episode is lost and nowhere to be found so we'll never be able you'll never see it'll never see the light of day it never will we might release it in two years
0: but you'll never see it
1: yeah if we find it yeah if if we we find
0: it it. if we can track down Stephen Bishop that's dang Stephen Bishop if you know Stephen Bishop be on the lookout and say hey we need that eighth episode (laughs) hey stop hey hey you Stephen Bishop Um, we need that eighth episode right now so yeah Anyways, uh, yeah, ninth episode.
1: I have no idea what we're going to talk about today, but I'm sure there's a lot on our minds.
0: Zero prep. Nope. No Preparation at all. Um, what's on your mind, Andrew? Uh, well, I just want to start off by telling all of our fans Merry Christmas. Uh, it is right now November 6th, and the Christmas season is in full swing. Me and Brooke have been buying all of our Christmas garb for the house, and uh, we're going to put our Christmas tree up later. And so, yeah, it's just the Christmas season. It's the holiday season. I'm feeling good. It's 82 degrees outside. It's November 6th, and we're we're full on Christmas over here. Well, um I
1: we're we're in your house right now. I mean, oh, okay, I see I see a I see a, you a, see a few snowman right now. decoration. Um there's still a pumpkin up
0: in here. Well, um, it's still pumpkin season too. There's don't, don't Oh, it, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so you got you got pumpkin, turkey and snowman all
0: within the same vicinity.
1: Well, and I, I see a Valentine's Day looking bear.
0: That's just a bear we keep up uh, all year round. Oh, okay. So, okay, I mean, it's got hearts on. I guess it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. I think you know? uh, that Love is you're a referring thing, to ideally, you're referring to paws. That's what those are.
1: Uh, th- those are hearts on its paws, those but it's a, paws. I mean, they're, they're paws, but then there's there's a big heart and then three little hearts above
0: the main paw. I don't know if you've ever seen a bear. That's That's its paw. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're saying bear paws have hearts? Have you seen a bear in live person before? Yeah, I went, I've been to the zoo. I've been in the Norfolk Zoo. You saw it up close and personal? Yeah. Enough to see the shape of its paw? Uh, we can Google it right now. I've got Google on my well, computer right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> Google will tell you anything you want to see, but... Uh, that's not true. I've seen I, it di- for myself. I typed in bear paw. That's a live replica replica a of a bear. Bear paw. They have bow ties on. See look. Yeah, look at
1: that. Look at this bear paw.
0: Look, look at, at that bear images. paw. Look at this guy right here. Yeah. Look uh, at that. Yeah, no. Crazy. That's hearts. Nope. Uh I know for all you listeners you can't see it right now, but they're hearts. So Andrew is uh seeing things. I think he's on some uh some rugs. Blessed are those
1: who don't see yet still believe. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. You calling me Thomas? I'm calling you Thomas. You calling me doubting Thomas? Yeah.
0: Is that what he talked about in church today?
1: Is that why no, it's so it's fresh not. in your mind?
0: Uh, I actually want to send you the sermon. It was a good sermon. Oh uh, yeah? yeah. What was it about? It's about being reasonable. Reasonable.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's um, that's ironic given the stance you're taking on pause right now. Because if you ask me you're not being very well, reasonable.
0: No, right now. what you're doing is you're being very opinionated and pushing your opinion towards being the true narrative when I'm being open to any and all types of pause see I'm the one that's being reasonable you are trying to create this narrative that there's only one shape for a bear paw we are in an upside-down world I'll tell you that much <laughs> are you saying
1: we're in the matrix Dude, I don't know. Dude, I don't even know anymore. What's your What's your stance on the simulation uh, theory? The simulation theory. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't even. I, I honestly haven't paid much thought to it. We're. You do you think we're in a simulation? No. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, what What is a simulation? Can you define what a simulation is? Uh,
0: that we. Well, the simulation theory would state that humankind um basically got so smart that they developed simulations to play within i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i was just going on some bs we're basically in a video game is that what it's saying yeah and people are playing as us
1: people are oh oh so like we're like i don't know if that's actually in a true, video but- game uh, yeah. Let's Google it. Simulation theory. Let's learn something about what's going on in the world. If it, is it called simulation theory? Probably. Yeah. Simu- simulation theory. All right. The simulation hypothesis proposes that all of our existence is a simulated reality such as a computer simulate simulation
0: yeah so the theory basically states that humankind became so advanced that they had nothing better to do but create simulations so now we're in that we are the simulation then
1: what were they what were they in before they created the simulations us was that real that would be us. Or the, or, uh,
0: Maybe the, they're trying the to get back to a simpler hold time.
1: Up. The only ways this can hold up is if these simulations are just making more simulations.
0: It's it, well here's my thing is that it's very it's a very lazy theory. Because they just took mate the Matrix and made it into a theory when that's just a movie. Yeah. It just yeah. Yep. I mean I, I will say
1: I like the I like the idea behind the Matrix movie. And that there's like a time where you're kind of just going with the flow of things and then one day you wake up and you see how things really are and then you start like living more deliberately. I feel like that's kind of what the Matrix is about.
0: Living more deliberately? Yeah. Like what does that mean? Like just with more purpose or like uh I'd say like, okay, so
1: you're woke. we used to, you know, we were taught the food pyramid when we were, you know, in elementary school, middle school. So we thought, oh, I need to eat 10, 12 servings of grain every day. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what are a you, serving of you grain is. Are you just reiterating
0: is. this Jordan Peterson video? What Jordan Peterson video? You're not, you're, you're, you're serious what wait jordan peterson literally just put out a video that is saying the exact same thing that
1: you're wait really yeah dang no i do watch jordan peterson but i promise you i've not seen this video so it's
0: weird that i'm bringing wait i thought you were trying to be funny
1: no no that's
0: hilarious there's literally in the past week i've seen like five people repost this video and jordan peterson's like talking about the food pyramid and it's basically i can't remember if it's jordan peterson it might not be jordan peterson I think it was. But he's oh. talking about how the government leads us. And he was like, look, they created the food pyramid. And at the top is... Uh, it was Jordan Peterson. He goes, at the top... They what created the food
1: to- pyramid. It's absolutely reprehensible.
0: Well, what he's saying is you're, they tell you to get less meat, less protein, and less fat. And look at what the bottom is, the wide. It's the oh grain you're supposed to have. Hold on. He literally said you're supposed to have 10 to 12 servings of grain. So when you said that, I was like... <laughs> hey chris uh i'm in the middle of a podcast with
1: andrew right now how you doing i'm doing well
2: how are you am i am i I gonna be on the podcast you're on it right
0: now is that sturgill yeah it's it's sturgill (laughs) this is literally Uh, proves our simulation theory (laughs) why does this prove our simulation theory because i saw the jordan peterson video that you i thought were quoting but you weren't and then sturgill loves jordan peterson (laughs) this is a freaking simulation dude sturgill what are you doing right now
2: Dude, I'm freaking driving back
0: from
1: Tennessee,
2: okay? From Tennessee? Yeah. Dang it, dude.
1: I was going to tell you to come over to Andrew's house and uh, be on the podcast, but you're not going to get here in time for that.
0: Well, we don't know where he's at. He just said he's driving home from Tennessee. What are you
1: talking about? So we're just talking. Andrew brought up simulation theory. Um, And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Let's Google it. So I looked it up. We're talking about it. And then he brought up uh, the Matrix and how the Matrix kind of talks about simulation theory, but in their own way. I was like, yeah, I like the the Matrix. I like the idea behind it. I like how they kind of just... You know the the premise is that you kind of just go with the motions of things and then all of a sudden there's a point to which you like see the reality of how things really are and then you quote unquote wake up and then start living more deliberately and then Andrew goes, "Oh, so what does it mean to live more deliberately?" <laughs> And then I go, oh, it's, you know, it's like, take the food pyramid, for example. We're all taught that in elementary middle school. And, you know, you're supposed to eat this amount of food and these proportions. And um, Andrew interrupts me and goes, wait, did you just watch the Jordan Peterson video about that that he just posted? And I was like, I didn't know he did that. So that's... And then you called. Yeah.
2: That's fantastic. (laughs) Wait, are you... are you guys actually so when it comes to something like the simulation theory is it something you actually consider a possibility or
0: oh, just, a- absolutely or just not
2: for interesting discussion
0: absolutely not it's only for interesting discussion
1: yeah Andrew Andrew's the one that brought it up uh, I'm not I I, I don't
0: really want to even entertain that Chris I believe in simulation <laughs> theory wait what'd you say I said I I believe 100% in simulation theory Dude. I'm joking, I'm joking. I don't. I don't at all.
2: If you look really close to the sky, you can see pixels. <laughs> to, have, it, it takes a few hours, but you can't break eye contact with the... With the that sun, of the sky that you're looking at, but it, you stand there long enough, you'll see you'll see what I'm talking about.
0: My theory is, you know how they always tell you not to stare at the sun for a prolonged period of time? I think that's the hole what? that we see <laughs> yeah. the simulations going on through. What are
2: they trying to hide? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
2: Maybe maybe you don't go blind. Maybe it's the opposite. Hey, for the very first time.
0: Chris, I have a question you for you. Okay. Uh. So, we've been taught our whole life, right, that the Earth is heated by the sun, correct? Right. Well, if the sun's hot, then why is space cold?
2: Say that one more time.
0: If the sun is hot, then why is space cold?
2: That's a really good question.
0: Oof. See?
2: I I think it's... uh... Science, I don't know, dude.
0: Yeah, it's fake. Okay. Yeah, I agree it's with like you, Chris. Dude. I think it's fake.
2: <laughs> it's fake, dude. <laughs> it's fake. Is it? Is it just you guys? It just uh, doing in life.
0: Well, it's you now,
2: dude. What an honor.
0: Yeah, what you just
1: you just stumbled right into our podcast episode. I love it. Want you to look at that
2: look at
1: that yeah anyways All right. do you guys want to go back to the whole food pyramid thing or are we over are we over that
0: no i think the food pyramid was a stupid like indoctrination
2: i, I do have one one really cheap question go for it okay. um are you still wanting to rent together
1: uh yeah
2: we can
1: talk about it later yeah let's let's okay. talk about it later i uh I, yeah i'll I'll call you about it.
0: Later. No, you need an answer okay. on the podcast. <laughs> I just did. One more time. You did. I just did.
1: Yeah, I'll call you later about it. Uh, yeah, there's just some Sounds details good. I'd need to fill you in on.
2: Cool beans. Okay, enough of that. We're in your podcast. Um, also, you can hang up on me anytime if I'm too much of a distraction right now.
0: No,
1: I no, think this was what we needed. Yeah. You just came in. You just chimed in at the oh, perfect damn. time. Yeah.
2: Wait, how, far, how far into the episode are you guys right
1: now? Ooh. Like 20 minutes? 15 minutes? Probably less than that, yeah. We, we I think we started five minutes before you called.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, how far hey, how are, you are you from... Are you- Go for it.
2: I am, I am six hours away. Dang. I spent an hour and a half at Bass Pro Shop. And, uh, it's worth it though. Nice. Totally worth- you guys ever fish?
0: No i need to though no i don't i don't know i yeah no i, I would get fish. bored
2: dude we should fish sometime it is a lot of fun
1: dude uh it is
2: like the perfect little side hobby you can do it anywhere and well anywhere there is water and it is uh it's a good time
1: okay i think i've got a pole. <laughs> in my parents' shed somewhere that yeah, I, bought. I, a I bought a few years ago from Bass Pro Shops because I was, you know, hanging out with good old Zach, and uh, he fishes. So uh, I figured okay. I might get into it a little bit, but, yeah, just never stuck. But I, if you want to go fishing, I'd totally
0: be down to go.
2: You should do it. You do it Are come. you a Jordan Peterson fan?
0: Uh, I... I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I fought, I like some of his stuff and some of his stuff I don't fully agree on, but I don't yeah. m- I don't mind Jordan Peterson.
2: What stuff are you like? Eh. <laughs> About Jordan Peterson.
0: I think well, I just think that anytime somebody is like says opinions as fact, I don't fully agree with who they are, but I think that again? I said anytime somebody states like opinion as full oh, fact, you know. Right. But I do agree with a lot of his opinions, but I wouldn't say that I'm like a full out okay, Jordan okay. Peterson fan. Right. But I like um, him. He's a good guy. I don't I was, think he's I, was, I don't think he's bad for society like some people would say.
2: Dude, I'm freaking I think he's like a saint I don't mean that like Way in which Catholics say I'm saying In general I think this dude is like a Freaking hero Yeah No, like Especially like I don't know Especially to Young men I feel like a lot of He has been super formative For me Dude, you're a fan of his, right?
0: Yeah, I like Jordan Peterson (laughs)
2: Anyway, he cries a lot <laughs> he yeah.
0: does I do appreciate that about him yeah um
1: yeah. Andrew did say something that I that like uh made sense to me last week uh we were talking about uh Jocko Willink um yeah and another I love see I would say I'm a fan of Jocko
2: <laughs> okay
1: so Andrew goes Andrew goes Jocko's my Jordan Peterson Probably. Okay. That's kinda what he said. And like the thing is I like both those guys. I think both those guys have like, you know, really, really good and truthful and helpful things to say. And I actually uh Jordan Peterson like came on Jocko's podcast a couple of times too and those have been really great episodes. Yeah. Um but like
2: a- go for yeah. it. So I feel like today there's all these guys like Jordan Peterson, Jocko, David Goggins Um, even interests in disciplines like jiu-jitsu and all seem to be in the, you know, branch off from the similar vein of stoicism. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of it is like, (laughs) for whatever reason, today, there's like a thirst for like some, some, something more that you have to, Embrace something difficult to get
0: So is that is that what stoicism means? I was going to ask you what that word meant
2: I, I'm trying to think If I can give a definition of stoicism I would say stoicism is sort of like um, Pursuing that which is True and good um, Despite changing Or fleeting Elements to life Including yeah. like emotions Yeah Situations, environment, circumstances.
0: Basically, basically like persevering through all the negative to get to the positive.
2: Kind of, yeah. It, yeah. It's sort of like uh, it seems like a perspective. Like I think detachment is like a big word, probably, with when it comes to stoicism. Yeah. So like, you know, there's a lot of things we like to do because they're comfortable or pleasurable. Yeah. Stoicism kind of. Stoicism's kind of about, like, saying, putting those to the side and thinking, okay, like, how can I live excellently despite my, I guess, animal side, my appetites, my, maybe even addictions
0: yeah.
2: or attachments. But I feel like, for whatever reason, all these guys are striking on a similar chord in our culture today in our society today, I think a little bit. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. agree.
2: Like they have a huge following and they're all about, you know, Jordan Peterson's take on responsibility, you know, amongst other things. Jocko Welling's about, you know, taking ownership and discipline and Yeah. You know, obviously David Goggins is all that stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: And I'm sure there's other people too, but it's I don't know. I was just kinda curious, what do you guys think? What do you got Why do you guys think there is an interest in that stuff today? And maybe it's maybe it's been like that for. Maybe it's not just today, but it seems like today in particular, there seems to be a sort of a thirst for that.
0: Yeah, I would say it's probably because there's there's not a lot of people left like that. Like we look at our leaders we look at the people that we look up to as like celebrities or athletes or you know just people in general that there's not a lot of people you can trust anymore or not a lot of people that have to work hard for things anymore and I'm not saying people don't work hard for things like I understand people work hard for things but like it's kind of the motive behind it you know or like the kind of like how did you get there you know right whereas i feel like people like jordan peterson people like jocko people like david goggins they're like hey this is this is up to you like you can get after it you can like create your own mold you don't have to go into the mold of other people you can really like run after it and create things your own way and Like persevere through all the crap persevere through people telling you you're wrong persevere through you know anything that's going on in your life and get to the other end of the tunnel and see success right I don't I just don't think there's I just don't think there's very many voices like that people like want to sit in their own crap that they've made and not do anything about it
2: yeah do you, really quick, and I want to hear your thoughts on it, too, Duh. One of the things I was kind of thinking about last week, and I was actually talking to a guy about this at work a little bit, um, but I feel like in a lot of circumstances, and I guess it depends on your circle of uh, friends or whatever, but, like, <laughs> in a lot of circumstances, it almost seems to be, like, Taboo to talk about things that are meaningful. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, would say so. Like, it's awkward. Like, sometimes at work, if I try to bring up something, you know, I'll bring up something that's a little bit more substantial or meaningful and maybe even slightly challenging or whatever, and, you know, my friends, like you guys, we, that's like our default almost. We, like, it's either that or, like, just it off. But, like, I find for a lot of people, they get really uncomfortable or they seem to get kind of uncomfortable when topics like that come up Mm -hmm. and I just thought that was interesting because it's like I don't know before I share any more of that I want to do you have any thoughts on that well first
1: yeah the the first thing i want to say is like i'm right there with you on like bringing up topics like this you know especially like at work even like during a part of the day at work where it's actually you know appropriate to like just kind of talk about whatever you want because I get it. You know, sometimes at work, you can't just talk about, you know, super deep, meaningful stuff because there's a task at hand that you need to get done. And you need to talk about how you're going to solve the problem of, you know, getting that task done. But, you know, maybe it's during certain lulls in the day, if things, you know, if you bring up things that are meaningful like that, like the things that Jordan Peterson, Jocko, even like Joe Rogan or whoever talk about. I think the reason why it's so uncomfortable and people get agitated is because it's convicting and like the things that they talk about uh, make you have to face yourself and think about what you might not be doing right and what you might be getting wrong. And I don't think, I I don't know. I just like, I think uh, with my circle of friends with you guys and you know a few others like it's a regular thing to be able to like you know talk about you know what we might not be doing right and then repent or rectify those things and then do do what is right or do what is better um, to you know strive forward in in our lives for ourselves for our families for our friends and for our communities or whatever um so yeah I don't know I'd say it's probably it's mostly convicting and it's um it's yeah just I don't know I, it is kind of crazy that
0: that's not the norm
1: right because like i'm like and I, I I know that I am, and a lot of other people our age are really really hungry for this stuff. So to not even want to talk about these things, like just
0: confuses me. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to talk about this? Well, stuff? and it kind of goes back to like I, I think that especially people our age like think they have everything figured out, because a lot of people, like a lot of people, especially that we grew up with, going to you know, Great Bridge, Grassfield, Hickory—they th- like they haven't had to face much controversy in their life, and so they think that what they're doing now, like, is probably the right thing, which it could be. But they don't think, you know, they think that everything in their life is going to go easy. And then a lot of times you hit a bump in the road or controversy and you really don't know how to handle it. And you haven't been talking about your emotions. So you feel like you can't bring stuff up when stuff goes hard. You can't be vulnerable. And so you kind of just sit there and like don't know what to do in, in when you should be persevering and you should be growing through the challenges
2: in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that in, in a lot of ways it seems like people think it's not okay to be not okay. Yeah. Or like feel feel not okay. Like I think people I think that you know, there's a good point that like it causes you to face yourself and then you you when you see any imperfection, when you see imperfection in yourself or messiness in yourself or in your life, I think that sometimes people assume that in order to kind of engage in these conversations, you have to have it all together or something. Right. Or like, and I just think, I don't know, I heard, I heard a, something from David Goggins the other day. He's like, he basically said like, he needed to stop caring about what people thought about him because he realized at a certain point like everybody's messed up. Yeah. Like and um, you know to varying degrees it's not like everybody's like you know super super messed up but it's just like everybody has mess messiness yeah. in their life in, in some way shape or form. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that like I think that there is like a freedom I think this is kind of one of the things I think that a freedom that comes with going getting into your faith is that there's an there's on the one hand an acknowledgement of brokenness in yourself, and at the same time the promise and hope and the truth of like an actual love that we're called to, you know, and like forgiveness and mercy. So like there's grace there. Um, so that's why I think that, like, you know, grace and mercy and Christ are the perfect accompany, like thing to accompany stoicism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times when I look at these guys, like George uh, Pearson and Dave Goggins, all that, they seem like they're doing awesome stuff, but they also, I mean, it seems like they can be pretty hard on themselves and... In a bad way, along with the, you know, the good aspect of that, like yeah. challenging themselves and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah it was just—it's just interesting because I'm like, you know, what are you? What are you just gonna go through your whole life and just coast, like, and then realize, kind of on your deathbed, that like you never really considered these more substantial things and maybe sometimes people just aren't interested in having those conversations like or they just don't like to have like I guess intellectual conversations or not but it's more than just a intellectual conversation that's interesting it's an actual journey and when you are able to sort of dialogue with other people about like you know I think for us largely other men like you realize you're on a journey together yeah and there's like you can wrestle through these things you know and you're not alone
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah i i know that typically when i have these sorts of conversations with with guys like i walk away from these conversations and these dialogues feeling a lot more grounded and like stronger and robust and just right. real like I feel like there was like a hunger that was fed or that was satisfied. Um, and you know, to go along with what you were saying about Jordan Peterson and Jocko and David Goggins a little bit too. Like I love what they have to say about taking up responsibility and discipline and ownership and, and doing things that are hard. Um, you know, because that is going to make your life better and it's going to make the lives of the people around you better. But, to a certain extent I can't listen to too much of those guys either because it like literally makes me feel like I'm going crazy. Like, yeah, you know, like true. especially a guy like David Goggins, like, you know, he's he's <laughs> so intense like in like all I see of him is just like him in his most intense moments posting those videos and I'm like yeah. I wonder what like the more ordinary parts of his life look like, you know, when he's doing laundry or he's going grocery shopping. <laughs> (laughs) you know like is he still like you need to get up and you need to go grocery shop you know like you know like i I don't know what's like running
0: he's like running through the aisles like getting all the stuff
1: right because at the end of the day like these guys they're making money off of the things that they're saying uh you know because that's that's basically the occupation, you know, like, I mean, they've all done different stuff before they became these motivational speaker guys that talk on podcasts and YouTube and stuff. Um, right. But yeah, to, to a certain extent, like, you know, there are sometimes where I'm, I might be having one of these conversations or thinking about something they're saying. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of overthinking it. You know, I'm thinking about right. this a little too much, but to completely not have these conversations at all, like,
0: I I don't know if I, you know, I, I could do that. I don't know how people do that. Yeah. With go yeah. through life with no authenticity yeah. or vulnerability. Like, how do you grow yeah. if you're not doing that?
2: Right. And, yeah. And, and of course, yeah, you can't just be in your head all the time and, like, just talk about deep intellectual stuff i don't know but like you gotta live your life too and i feel like a, a lot of times with our friend group it's like one, th- one of the things i appreciate about it is that like we can get deep we can get vulnerable we can get real and honest with each other and then you know we are also extremely like goofy and like ridiculous um,
1: yeah <laughs> you need and, both
2: and look, what's that
1: you need both for sure
2: <laughs> yeah they balance each other out yeah but um I don't know, one, one cool thing that this week, Capra, um, and so, you know, we just kind of jump in to our conversations and like, he said, he asked me a question, he said, are you, so are you, are you feeling honest lately? Or like, in general, like, and he was talking about like, not just me particularly, like, he was asking me, but like, he just sort of proposed this question, like, are you feeling honest lately? And, Uh, maybe there's a better way you could structure the question, whatever, but, like, it's a good question when you think about it, because it's like, huh. Like, left to yourself, you can sort of turn inwardly and all the, you know, things that you're going through, things that you've done, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, you know, with the expectation of, like, having to put on for... The world around you, like everything's great, you know, especially with like social media and all that. Like, are you feeling honest lately? I thought it was a. My first reaction was like, Ugh. like, I, I was challenged by that because, like, truly the answer is probably no. Like, like, honest with myself and totally, you know, free and transparent to be myself to other people. Like, no, like, maybe there were some, like, things going on or whatever. But, like, you know, then we proceeded to just talk about, you know, and relate about, like, yeah, life, things kind of suck right now. There's a lot of good things, like, we're, I'm thankful for and that we're thankful for, but, like, you know, things are super stressful at work or, you know, dealing with this relationally or this or that. And you realize, like, I think through honesty and vulnerability, obviously in the right context, and yeah, like at work when you're carrying out a task, like, yeah, you wouldn't be in the middle of work, you'd be like out out to your coworkers or in a the day or something. But regardless, I think especially with your friend group, your inner circle, like, it's important to just be honest. And a lot of times, honesty can be like a scary thing. It can be challenging. But it's also like incredibly freeing because good, bad, or ugly, uh, whatever it is, you face it, and in the context of friendship, you face it together. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that maybe, in some way, for a lot of people, <laughs> they don't have—they haven't had that for so long that they've almost become callous to it, thinking that uh. on the other side of honesty. There's just judgment waiting for them. Dude, I
0: think that's a huge problem. I think you hit the nail right on the head with that one. That people, especially our age, don't think about enough. It's like, are you callous to what's happening in your life? Right. And it's so easy to
1: become calloused and have a lot of distractions. Um, uh, Like, you know, we've got our phones that we can listen to any song we want, whenever we want. We can watch YouTube videos. We can scroll Instagram, scroll TikTok. You know, you can go. You know, party. Yeah, there's
0: and, there's so many other options than to just face it or or just right. rip it off, rip off the callus. You know. Right. Yeah. Rip off the bandage. Yeah. yeah.
1: And to circle back to what we were saying earlier about you know guys like Jordan Peterson and Jocko and those guys who you know tell you to be honest and to face things, um, mm-hmm. like. That is like why I think so many people who have maybe been callous for so long are like realizing, oh my gosh, like I, I've been, I've had so many distractions that have been preventing me from facing the thing that I need to face. Um, So, so these guys are, are now, you know, 20, 30 years older than me and are talking about these things and you know I've obviously practiced the things that they're like preaching and right. now I see their character and I want to be like that you know, yeah. Because I look around me and like, there's so many people that are 20, 30, 40 years down the line, even people our age, and you know, I, I, I see the state of their, their soul and the state of their, their character, and I'm like, I don't want to be like that, <laughs> you know, like you can you can tell pretty quickly, like when you talk to somebody or you're around somebody, um, if they face these things that they needed to face or if they haven't, or if they're just going through or the at motions, least if
2: they're striving to, yeah,
1: if yeah. they're, yeah, if they're striving to, you can definitely sense that. Yeah. yeah um, or
2: not, you know, like we're right. not striving, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think that's like, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, One of the things I appreciate most about all those guys is less their perfection and more when they share their suffering in some way.
1: When they're real, um, yeah.
2: Yes, they're just like, like somebody asked Jordan Peterson, uh, uh, I saw this clip of it, like um, he asked, how are you doing? Have you seen this? He's like, how are you doing? He's like, at first he's like, hmm? Like what? like as sort of taken aback by it but you could tell that he was considering it and the, the truth of that question you know it kind of there' was like a sort of pregnant pause and uh, he said terribly and brilliantly really, like, and I just thought it was really cool and he almost said it with tears in his eyes and the thing I like about Jordan Peterson in particular <laughs> is that he is open and honest about the sort of reality that we don't really like to think about that life is suffering in a lot of ways and that he when he talks about these things he's talking about it on the far side of suffering like maybe he's in the midst of it maybe he's on the other side of the fence he's gone through it so it's not just him like being like super weirdly vulnerable in a way that like um this stuff and you know I'm not doing anything about it because then that'd be sort of like just like uh, like not encouraging more unsettling and awkward and uncomfortable but like he that is one of the biggest things to me with him is that yeah he's open and honest about suffering and but also offers with it the promise of something beyond suffering that's greater and beyond just hardship of life. And um, last thing, I was I think going back to the whole like callous thing, I think that sometimes part of the callous that people build up in their life is are, are certain comforts and certain um, and certain things that they have found comfort in that maybe has even become part of their Identity in some way and been tied into different aspects of their social lives or whatever that they kind of feel like okay I've found this little comfort some of it some of which could be good some of which could be not good but like almost scared to potentially be challenged with maybe I should give that up or like maybe I should um step out of that and have to let go of that because that's that's really just holding me down that's really just dead wood in my life um, that I need to knock off Uh, but I think in the context of relationship the context of friendship and community like the fear there is subsides a little bit because you know that like at the end of the day, it's not about being perfect. It's just about striving and striving together with fellow seekers or strivers, however you want to put it. But like people who are also seeking something greater than themselves and want that for each other. And I think that's even good, you know, for like context with like uh, like marriage and stuff and dating. Can you guys still
1: hear me?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Anyway, um. Anyway, that's pretty
0: neat. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I love being around people who
0: are, yeah, doing exactly that. Well, are- you want to be around a group of people that are challenging each other, right, and challenging themselves. If if you're not. If you're not challenging, if the group is not challenging itself to grow, then why are you a part of that group?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're communicating something. Sometimes you're communicating something to each other in what you do and how you you are, like what your friendship looks like. So like, you know, if I see my brother doing something, you know, that I know is only hurting him or something like that.
0: Mm.
2: Something seems off like, Hey man, how you doing? Like, and you talk about that. Um, like I want people in my life who are willing to have those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's just, um, you know, cool, you're fine with me destroying myself, you know, like, yeah, and, and it's like, uh, yeah, that's, that's not love. You know, love is not, not offending each other. Yeah. You know, and it's not like being an asshole all the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it's just
2: like, you know, obviously, (laughs) there's some prudence there. You don't want to just, you know, and like, but there is, I think a real, like, a really important, there's something there. Yeah. To vulnerability, honesty, and challenge striving yeah. together. Uh, but yeah, that's why I appreciate our little, uh, like, when we get together at six in the morning at Starbucks for our little Bible studies. and uh, Like, it's awesome. I think it's like, which I haven't made it the past two weeks, but it's, that's beside the point, okay? Don't challenge me on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay? Okay? Um I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um it's early. It's uncomfortable to an extent to get up that early. You yeah, know, at five thirty too... or whatever. <laughs> and but it's also so awesome because like together we have like said no to our demons and yes to something greater together in the context of community. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not we even do the Bible study part of it, you know, maybe it's one of those weeks we just catch up on each other's lives. Yeah. And have these conversations, you know, like <laughs> I think that's there's something there that's I think rare and I think a lot of people want something
0: like that. Yeah, I think so too.
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, yeah, if it wasn't worth it, we wouldn't be getting up at five thirty in the morning to go. Which is so early, by it's the way. So early, it's dude. So yeah, it's early. early. I hate all of you early people. Yeah. I have right. such a hard time getting there. But I love it. It's worth it. Yeah, if no. it wasn't worth it, I wouldn't wake up. And it's worth it.
2: Right. Are you
0: guys, uh, would you say early birds or night owls? Absolutely a night owl. I'm neither an early bird
1: nor a night owl. I am like I like waking up at like 7.30 a.m. and going to bed at like 11.30 p.m.
0: Okay, that's probably true that's of me. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. That's true yeah. of me, but if I had to choose, I would much rather stay out late than get up early. Right. Like, I would much yeah, rather... If somebody was yeah. like, hey... You can either go to the club till two a.m. or you can get up at five a.m. to do a certain task. I'd be like, right. the "Club every time, two a.m." That's
2: hilarious. I
0: would, yeah, I don't. I don't ever want to be forced into waking yeah. up early unless it's worth it.
1: I like the idea right, right. of waking up early. Like, I like the idea of it being like a disciplined habit that's good for you. But my issue mm. with waking up that early is that it's harder to have a social life if you are up that early. Because, you know, if you wake just up just that early... Tired. What?
2: Just because you're, like, you're just going to be, like, tired throughout the rest of the day. You
1: know? Yeah, because... Like, well, be, like, well, yeah, because you got to, you know, say you wake up at 5 a.m. If you want to get eight hours of sleep, you got to be asleep at 9 PM. Yeah. Yeah. Which means you probably got to be home at least by eight o'clock, you know, so you can, you know, you know, brush your teeth and get ready for bed and whatnot. Um, so you know that, and say you work from like nine to five, you have literally like a three hour window between the time you get off work and the time you got to be home. Um, to like go and be social and see people and things like that throughout the week. Um so that's a good point. So yeah, I mean, waking up early I think is a good thing, but uh just I also think that being social and just like being with people um is also yeah. like equally as important. Yeah, that's the most worth it. So like trying to find a way to balance the two um you know, depending on what your schedule and your routine is like, I think is uh, you know, is worth um is a worthy thing to try to do.
2: Yeah.
0: Like Mark Wahlberg probably never hangs out with his friends. Dude, Mark <laughs> Wahlberg, that's such a fake. That's gotta be a fake schedule, right? I don't know what his schedule is. Uh, like what? Have you ever oh, seen the video?
2: Yeah, he
0: goes to bed at like Two, eight, Like he goes to bed at 6:30 and wakes up at 2 a.m. to work out. Yeah. yeah. Uh It's like, "Hey man, why don't you just why don't you just go to bed at 10 and wake <laughs> up at 6 to wake it work
1: out." Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. That doesn't, that
2: doesn't yeah. I'm not, not about that life. Yeah. I don't, think. I don't there's sense. also like a cer-
1: there's a certain point to which like, you know, if you you're like <laughs> living your life in such a different way than everyone around you there's like an element of pride that, that like kind of creeps in i don't know if y'all have felt this before but like if i'm like oh yeah i'm getting up and i'm working out and then i'm working and then i'm going and doing this and i'm doing that and like you know i'm just by myself all the time like doing all those things I, like my ego starts to be like i'm better than other people because i do all this stuff you know and then like not only am I already isolated because I'm doing all that stuff, but two, my pride then isolates me because like, I think I'm yeah, better than. You're everyone. like
0: one of those people. They're like, "Where were you at the gym at 6 a.m.?" Yeah. Where were you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where were you when I was in the sauna? It's
1: like, oh, when you were in the sauna, I was actually just getting to the gym because <laughs> I woke up at at a reasonable time, like
2: a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> actually making a hot
0: pocket <laughs> <laughs> i was actually enjoying life on it yeah
2: it's, it's a lot it's a lot hotter inside really yeah uh, there's a i probably get like five or six hours of sleep each night i think oh Dude, I, couldn't I couldn't do, do that. that
0: i could not do that sturgill
1: i know like I'd, like jocko jocko gets like five or six hours of sleep a
0: night it and seems I'm, like most successful people get like five or six hours and i'm yeah. like if that if that's what it takes to be successful i don't know if i want to be successful. <laughs> yeah but
1: they what's crazy is they seem like they're okay
0: yeah like you know what i mean well jocko has like, got his uh
1: his energy drink thing. yeah yeah that's true but like the, the data shows that like getting eight hours of sleep like is really important because you might be able to like survive off five hours five or six hours of sleep for a while but like like yeah exactly you're gonna die early like you're gonna have high blood pressure and hypertension and all this stuff but um one thing that just came to mind that I wanted to share I think it might be pretty cool is like I I don't remember where I read this um, but I read it in some book and it uh, basically talked about how like um there's like some Scottish proverb or something that says uh, if a man doesn't oh no Confucius said this <laughs> 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 you will have to he's google scottish. it oh uh, yeah he's not scottish <laughs> he's uh yeah far from it but uh, uh yeah it really resonated with me <laughs> it said um if a man doesn't know how to dance then don't give him a sword so it's basically i think yeah if a man doesn't know how to dance uh don't give him a sword and i think what that's basically trying to say is that like You know, if somebody's like a warrior and they're super gung-ho about life and they just want to fight for everything, it's like, if he doesn't know what he's fighting for, then why is he Uh, even fighting?
2: It is good.
1: Like, you ever seen, like, Dead Poets Society? Oh, yeah. Um... And like, you know, I don't think it the quote's literally saying if he doesn't know how to actually
0: let, like dance, like
1: you know, you better you better be like chaining Tatum and step up to oh, see
0: I was taking it a different way. Oh, what right. were you taking it as? I was taking it as like if you don't know how to have fun, pop, lock, and drop it. Well, no. If you don't know how to have fun outside of being a warrior, don't give him a sword. That's yeah, yeah. That's that. that's basically what it's saying.
1: Oh, uh,
2: okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. Um,
2: that is a good point.
1: Yeah, and like Dead Poets Society. Like, um, if you've ever seen that movie with Robin Williams, um, basically, there's this kid in the movie who like really wants to, you know you know, be in theater and act and write poetry and all this stuff. But his dad, you know, wants him to get like a, you know, typical, like, you know, run of the mill job where there's not really like the same soul in that job as there is in like, say you were an actor or something or like, you know, you did something that, um, like artistic or creative that really like kind of fed your soul um, yeah. Robin Williams like went on this long rant and he's like he's like, yeah like being a doctor lawyer engineer those are good and noble professions and are necessities um, but poetry and song and all this stuff is the reason why we live mm. like so yes. so yeah it's like it's good to have both but like you can't really have one without the other yeah
2: Yes! Oh, dude, that's awesome. That reminds me of Lord of the Rings a little bit. Like, um, obviously, there's a lot of fighting in that movie, but like, um, and swords. But like, they also there's also a lot of singing and dancing, like the Shire. Um, and I think that's part of what makes that story so beautiful is that like, you see how much you see, you see like the joy in their home and their fellowship. Um, and that makes the sacrifice all worth it. Um,
0: work hard, play hard. Yeah, that's
2: work hard, play hard, baby. <laughs> and I mean, rest I hard. Like, and rest hard. More than five hours. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, why do you only get five to six hours sleep a night? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't
2: you. know, man. Like I said, I, I got to go, all right? I got to go right now. <laughs> I um, I think I just... I don't know, dude. I think I'm just stubborn. I, I stay up late. I, like... Like, after work, I just want to, like... You know, if especially if there's, like, other things I need to take care of after work. After all that's done, like... I just want to, like, finally have my time and, like and I don't want it to be over, so I just stop and make that time longer, then I just get less sleep.
0: Chris, are you addicted to social media? Are you on TikTok all night? Is that what you're doing?
2: <laughs> I've made, I think, like 25 TikToks. I just haven't shared them with anybody.
0: What'd you say?
2: I've, I've probably made around 25 to 27 TikTok videos. I just haven't shared them
0: with anyone. Oh, I'm going to find you on May- TikTok.
2: May- mainly of me dancing. but like, <laughs> uh, I... I don't have clothes on in it, so that's probably why. I don't like oh. a lot of people.
0: Oh you're on you're on that sphere of TikTok.
2: Yeah. It's it's bad. It's it's got bad. <laughs> um, social media. I probably am a little bit addicted to social media.
0: I think um, everyone is.
2: Yeah. uh um,
0: I have a very hot take what? about yeah. social media.
2: Wait, say, say it again.
0: I have a very hot take about social media. Well, What's it might take? not be that much of a hot take, but I think people just put too much emphasis on addiction to social media. I think, like, yeah. like with anything, if you're using social media, like... <laughs> And you enjoy using social media. I don't think it has to be like an addiction or it has to be a problem. I think too many people, especially in the Christian world, make you think that social media is the enemy number one. And it's like, I don't think that's the case. And it's also not going anywhere ever. It's going to be here forever. So like you can just enjoy it for what it is. And not have to be like, oh, it's horrible for you. It 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 uh, makes your mind go crazy and uh, just makes this un- unrealistic world. Like, yeah, it can do that if you let it do that. But if you're using social media for the sole purpose of getting whatever you want out of it and it's good and you're not like ingrained in it for 10 hours a day, then I don't think it's that bad as people make it seem like it is.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, I think I would agree with you there. To an to an extent, yeah. I, I definitely like-
0: think some people like do not or like are addicted to it and like spend way too much time on it and compare themselves to other people and like just have a lot of envy or they think they want to, you know do whatever they want to do because that person's doing it. Like, I do think there's a lot of jealousy and envy that has to do with social media. But I think if you also like, just like I said, use social media for what it's supposed to be. And like you post, you know, positive things or like, joys from your life or you know you're just watching funny videos on tiktok and getting a laugh out of life and kind of using it to rest for you know maybe an hour a day i don't think that's horrible right you know no, i
2: would agree yeah i think everybody has opinions today yeah everybody has like well, like you know what i mean like every everybody has some Opinion, like, oh, no, this has to be this way. I have to yeah, do it this way. And yeah, it's like sometimes people just need to chill out. Yeah, dude. Let me live my life.
0: Like, yeah. I, I know if I'm in a friend group and I'm like, I check Instagram for like one second, people are like, oh, you're addicted, dude. I'm like, no, right. I don't think so. I think I just, you know, wanted to post something or look at somebody else's post. It's not a bad thing. Yeah.
2: I think that, yeah, I. I've definitely encountered, like, I think in general, like, like a, a neuro it's almost seemed like a neurotic sense of, like, oh, you shouldn't do that, you're too attached, or, like, yeah. oh, like, you know, this or that. It's like, okay, maybe, but maybe, so maybe not. Like, yeah. It's not, like, a bad thing. Social media is a good thing. Just it's because, a, just a cool because that was... What's just, going
0: on? Just because that was your problem doesn't mean that's also my problem. Right. I think people yeah. just want their problems to be other people's problems as well. And so they're like, hey, you shouldn't be on there. You know, there's a lot of bad stuff on there. It's like, well, why were you looking at that bad stuff? I don't look at that bad stuff.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like what Doha you were talking about. As far as, like, when you're when you're doing really well and you're having a nice, like, a good disciplined life and all that, and then you, like, kind of start projecting that on other people, like, why am I so much better than everyone?
0: Hmm, yeah. It's,
2: like, uh, similar, you know, like, and I've also been there, to, and, you know, as well, but, like, yeah, it sure. is true, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think people just need to chill out a little
0: bit um, just like be okay with like, your life you know and don't try to project that onto other people's lives
2: right that is true man um have you guys speaking of social media have you ever heard of the daily stoic no yeah okay um he said something I'm probably gonna butcher it but it's like a lot, something along the long lines of like hold yourself to like a a high standard but don't like don't like necessarily impose that on your brother to the same extent like um, or even just people in your life or people in the world people around you like just because you can do something great um, and like pursue something like worthy of pursuing but like you know Knowing, Also know, though, that, like, you know, you need to respect other people's journey and where they're at. Yeah. And, like, whatever, like, wherever that may be. So Absolutely. I think that's true. It's kind of like don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. Yeah. It's just like, I'm doing these good things, great, but, like, don't allow your ego in there too much because it, like, then it's just, like, it becomes a joyless thing in your life right yeah it makes you jerk, jerk.
1: yeah like as soon uh, as something like pride like starts to sneak in that's when you know you got to check yourself a little bit like and i know that it sneaks yeah. in for me a lot and i actually you know what's you know, on the subject of social media, like there's some really good content out there. Like you said, the daily stoic, there's this other account that I'm about to reference right now called uh sword and pencil. And it's basically this guy uh, who uh, he makes like these really cool, like Christian artwork kind of logos. Um, you can look at them, look them up on Instagram. Um, but uh, his most recent, post uh, said comparison kills and then he drew like a little thing about it and then he quoted C.S. Lewis uh, which says pride gets no pleasure out of having something only out of having more of it than the next man it is the comparison that makes you proud the pleasure of being above the rest once the element of competition is gone pride is gone I thought that was so good so spot on it's like dang like as soon as I start, you know, comparing myself to others, I'm gonna either feel inferior or or superior. So, yeah. like, it's kind of a cool, like, like check engine light thing. It's like, oh, when you're comparing yourself to people, just don't do that. Why are you doing that? There's no point in doing don't. that. Don't.
0: <laughs> Stop.
2: Right. I feel like a lot of these, when you look at it, like, a lot of these problems, whether it be, like, pride envy comparison all this stuff ultimately ultimately it just comes back it comes down to you're just thinking about yourself like yeah you're just you know like you know if if you're just just living for yourself and thinking about yourself yeah you're gonna have all those problems um and it's like you know i to say that i've perfected that by any means I think about myself a lot but like um, I think that uh, yeah I found that like once you kind of reorientate reorientate reorient whatever yourself outward towards others like a lot of that stuff falls by the wayside because you're like huh look at how much time I've wasted just thinking about myself and obviously not in like a health there's a healthy like sense of you know considering yourself and all that obviously but like <laughs> yeah I think it's just like it is a joy drainer you know to like compare yourself to people so that is yeah. I, so I think it's sort of like a um, it's maybe less of a social media issue and more like a me issue yeah, you know, or like a me or a you issue. It's like you know, it's like a a piece of like nude artwork. Is that you know? what, It's like the question. Like, what's the difference between like nude artwork and like something like porn or something like? That? Yes, you could probably like you could probably lust after a nude artwork. Even though it's really weird, but in um, <laughs> well, that situation, it's like it's the. Audience. That kind of. It depends on the audience. It depends on the viewer. It depends on the person who's using the social media. It's not social media itself. Maybe it's just a. You know, something you got to deal with. Like, shoot, I compare myself to people way too much. Yeah. Which I, yeah. You know But I do think there is. I mean, there is. I will say, I do think that there is something to. People portraying, I don't know, like, it's not like somebody's just gonna lay all their mess out on the table on social media or anything, but like, there is definitely a tendency, we all know, to like make your life look like, oh, everything is like great. Like, dang, like, look how awesome. Yeah, it's very easy to to do that. that. But like, you don't know what they're going through, you know, they could, you know, it could be totally different than, like, what a certain picture is, is like, portraying or, like, I don't know. There's this one person, I won't say who it was, but, like, I've seen them on social media and then I saw them in real life and then just, you can just tell it, it's, like, it was just different. You know, there was something different. Um, it wasn't as polished. And perfect as it like, as it was on social media. Um, but yeah, I, all that said, yeah, I don't think there's
0: anything wrong
2: with social media. Yeah, I, I do think people overthink it.
1: Um, yeah, it is kind of playing with fire, though. It's like, um, like social media, just like anything else, can be overused or misused. And I think social media is just really it's kind of brand new. Like it's only been around for the last decade or so, uh, probably a little longer than that. So I think we're all trying to figure out how to, how to conserve our dopamine and, um, you know, use it in a way that's constructive, but you know, we also kind of experiment with it too. And things happen and, you know, it's not used properly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess we're just figuring out how to go about using it in a good way every day.
2: That's quote again. What? The sword, the sword, dancing.
1: What's the what account called? Quote? Uh the sword and pencil? That's the yeah. Instagram <laughs> yeah. handle.
2: No, the quote, the
1: Confucius quote. Oh, oh. Um the quote itself is I think it's don't give a man a sword unless he knows how to dance. Okay. So yeah, like I guess the way I've kind of, like, tried to live by that this week is that, um, you know, I went pretty hard, like, during the work week. I was working and working out and stuff. And then on the weekend, I was just dead, dude. I was, like, I maybe went too hard during the week. So, like, this whole weekend, I've been, like, (laughs) I would have liked to, like, you know, maybe do some more stuff, like, fun stuff yesterday, but I just didn't have anything in me. So I kind of just chilled at home and listened to music between yesterday and this morning. Um, Didn't do any dancing, though. But, um, Would you dance uh, if I asked you to man. dance? Uh, I Hell yeah.
2: Don't. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, for for me, I think it's like I think friends and like fishing are some good dancing that I feel like is good for me. I feel like see, I I think that is like it's important to have some sort of outlet some way. What do you guys think are like good outlets that you have in your life, or that you want to have in your life? Place. So Ooh. one would be fishing for me. I love, I love it because when you're out there, it's like you're sort of—I don't want to say flow state, but you know what I mean. For lack of a better word or way to put it, flow state. Like you're just sort of you're engaged. It's relaxing. Um, and you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know, it's gonna catch anything. But even at even at the end of the day, if you don't catch anything, you're out. In nature, and it's beautiful and it's like quiet, yeah. And so, like, like stuff like that. That on the, um, the whole dancing part of the Confucius book, I feel like it's important to find out, like, how do you dance,
1: right? Yeah, like, um, I'd say, like, my, my outlets are like, you know, I, I do CrossFit and I just started. Jiu-Jitsu and kickboxing this week, Um, but those are like really intense, you know. Like maybe not always super intense, but they're pretty intense. So I've been looking for something like fishing, you know, that's like like still a really fun activity, and you're like putting some effort into it, but it's not like intense, you know. I'm sure it could be. It could get intense if you go deep sea fishing and you're trying to catch a friggin' swordfish or something um but yeah like something like i don't know maybe even playing the guitar or um i don't know like podcasting is kind of an outlet (laughs) you know you know and it's cool because we're killing two birds with one stone we're like producing something that other people can listen to but at the same time, it's, I've had, I'm having a really refreshing conversation with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think what's cool about, and to tie this into the comparison thing we were talking about, like being able to like do something together, like and work as a team on something to make do or make something meaningful like i think kind of gets rid of a lot of comparison because you stop thinking about like yourself and you start thinking about what you're making or what you're doing like uh i remember playing soccer like you know i i was a mostly a like a winger so like i was the guy that was on like the sidelines running up and down the field like sprinting um cutting in and shooting and stuff but like i didn't compare myself to the goalkeeper (laughs) because we played a completely different position and I was so glad that he was really, really good at being a goalkeeper because... I was not, you know, and I, we needed him to be good or like I was so glad that the center midfielder was as good as he was at what he did, especially in like when push came to shove in like the most stressful moments of a game and you're really relying on other people to be good and be excellent at what they do. Yeah. Like that was, man, I just I love that so much. And I just want to try yeah. to apply that to everything in life. Right. Um, but yeah. Like
2: I, was super, I was super fast. Like, I could run water to the quarterback, like, faster than any other water boy. <laughs> they needed me because you'd have to drink water to play the game. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. Without you, everyone um, would have been cramping up. What's that? I said, without you, everyone would have just been cramping up.
2: Yeah, dude. Couldn't play. I was never a water boy, but if I was one, you better believe. I'd be spreading out there real fast. No, that's cool though. That is cool. I think there's something about oh, well, Henline. What do you what, what do you, what is it? What do you think is the outlet for you? What do you enjoy doing?
0: I think I've tried to find that this past year. Um, I think for me, one big thing I've been trying is disc golf. I really love disc golf. Um, oh, nice. I think going on like personally going on like walks or you know just something to be active and challenge myself towards uh, challenge myself towards just to i don't know make myself better i try to find things i think my outlets are trying to find things to make myself better but also have fun in doing that Whereas you know work is you're making yourself better, but it's not necessarily the most fun thing you could be doing. Um, right. Whereas I want my you know my outside stuff to be challenging, but also pleasurable. So. All right. But uh, fellas, I gotta log off. I got a surprise party at four o'clock that I have to be at. So I'm gonna have to oh, log off.
2: Wait, who's party? Uh, well, it's, I can't see the name.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's Brooks uh brother in law's mom. It's a surprise retirement party, so her name's Teresa. Yeah. You're right on. yeah. Cool man. Well guys, thanks
2: for having me on your podcast. Yeah, Chris, yeah.
0: you gotta come in person.
2: Uh oh. How <laughs> yeah. much are you gonna
0: pay me? Yeah, that, that way you can't well, we make about seventy thousand each podcast, so we I'll probably give you about you know fifteen. Fifteen for an appearance. Fifteen cents.
1: That'll do. All right, great.
0: <laughs> I'll take it. Alright, well
1: dude, I'm glad you called in and that you stayed on the phone for as long as you did. I yeah, I, you know. It's completely unexpected, but uh yeah, the podcast took a good turn. Yeah, man. But yeah, that was fun. All right, cool. We'll go fishing sometime Uh, soon, and I'll call you back later about the rent stuff.
2: Okay. You sure you don't want to talk about it just real quick? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later.
0: All right, later, bro. Bye, Chris. And that's a wrap. We'll do it live. That was today, and this is tomorrow for the Garbage Disposal Podcast. Love you. Love you.